Welcome to Coastal Conversations, a monthly program that deals with major issues confronting the nation's coastal areas, marine and Great Lakes. This program is made possible through the generosity of the Roddenberry Foundation. I'm Jerry Schubel with the Aquarium of the Pacific, and I'm your host. Today we're going to explore the topic of the role of design and design thinking in sustainability and in ocean conservation. First, we're going to establish what we mean by design and design thinking. And today, joining me, we have Professor Hydran Mumper-Drum and Jesse Kawada. Hydran Mumper-Drum, you just have to love that name. Hydran Mumper-Drum is a professor and director of sustainability initiatives at the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California. She teaches design and sustainability classes and studios that prepare designers to take on the challenge of creating sustainable systems and products and by improving the environmental and life cycle performance of products and services. She was an environmental engineer with Bechtel and Parsons Engineering and worked on nuclear and wind energy projects and managed environmental and cultural compliance for NASA, the U.S. Air Force construction projects moving into design. She co-founded a graphic design and letterpress company and became an instructor at Art Center. She currently teaches, serves on the executive board of Ecograda, which is an international communication design organization. And she recently completed a master's in sustainability and environmental management at Harvard University. I also want to welcome Jesse Kawada. Jessie's a graduate student, or a, not a student, she's a graduate of the Art Center College of Design, and she studied under Hydran with a specialty in product design. Now she works at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. She's a creative strategist and designer for NASA. She has worked with other designers and scientists and engineers on projects that involve sea level rise, glaciers, the water cycle, and human contributions to the changing climate. Hydran and Jesse, welcome to Coastal Conversations. You're the first designers that we've ever had on this, this program. <laughs> Let's start by having each of you briefly describe how you see design contributing to sustainability of products and services, and then we'll get to ocean conservation a little later. Hydran, we'll start with you. Okay, good. Um, well, before I answer your question, um, I'd like to talk just a moment about what design is and what a who a designer is. Um, because I find in talking about this to people, they often confuse design with other activities. Design is worth talking about it. Um, design is an intentional response. Design is a careful uh, bit of research that's conducted, some experimentation, some prototyping, and then there, there is an outcome, usually a product, maybe, maybe a service, maybe a campaign. So again, design is an intentional response to something. Or even an experience, it could or be. Or an experience. But again, it's, it's thoughtful and intentional. It's not um, impulsive. So it's, we're not talking about artists, we're talking about designers. It's art that works. It's art that works. <laughs> and designers are uh, people that go by other names, such as architects or industrial designers, people who design cars, who design footwear, uh, communication designers, people that work with different media. So that just kind of lay the foundation for what design is and who designers are. To answer your question, um, 
because design is such a broad discipline capable of, of looking at many different elements, it's makes it, it lends itself very well to dealing with big issues like sustainability. So I think that is, um, that is the strength of design. Um, and as far as design thinking, for me design thinking is life cycle thinking. Um, being able to look at all the various components of a product service system from the resource extraction all the way to end of life. Um, how designers create outcomes given this kind of broad range of components, that's where I think the strength of design is and how it intersects with sustainability. Jesse, what would you add to that? Yeah, I, I think that um, design, it's, it's about you know, product or service and experience, but it's also about how a user interacts with that product, product mm -hmm. system or service or experience. Um, uh, and, and how they continue to make these sustainable decisions and you know, environmentally fr uh, friendly choices in the long run. Um, I think designers have the unique ability to look at a design from a user's point of view. Um, they can use practices like ethnography to really put themselves in someone else's shoes. Um, yeah, and, and design is everywhere. Design is from this pen to this cup. Um, there's opportunities of, there's design everywhere, so there's opportunities for sustainable design to be everywhere. And I think uh, designers can interject and, and help influence um, sustainable uh, decisions in the you know uh, existing decision-making process. But art, design is a part of art, right? You're at the Art Center College of Design, and to me, there's a, the fine art is at one end of the yeah. spectrum, and design is at the other. Well, I think what you're referring to is that design is also a creative response. So that I think is where the art comes in. The it's being able to. Um, take in the data, but respond to it in a creative way. Right. So that's, our, that's where the art comes well, and in. I, and I think in, in fine art, though, you, you invite the observer in, and he or she can come to whatever conclusion or interpretation they mm -hmm. want. If, if, if that's true in design, you've failed as a designer. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely have a design brief, and, and a, um, we are guided towards a, a particular kind of use or functionality, maybe even aesthetic. But now we're, we're dealing with that it also has to be sustainable. Right. So right. our job is bigger. All right, sustainability. That, that's become an important part of most environmentalist lexicon. What does sustainability mean to a designer? Hydrin? Okay. Um, I'm glad you asked this question <laughs> because uh, sustainability is one of those words that has been overused, misused, and misunderstood to the point where we don't even like to use it anymore. Um, I often call it, it's just the, it's the S word. It's, it's become jargon, it's part of eco-speak. Um, so I think there is, there is a bit of a problem with the word that we, we need to do a better job of explaining it. For me, it's more than a word. It's, it's an idea. It's the biggest idea out there. It expresses an optimistic view of the future in which we as people can live um, within the caring capacity of this planet for generations. So to me, sustainability is not an end. 
uh, an endpoint, but it's a concept that guides all the decisions um, that I make within design. Jesse, would you add to that? Yeah, um, it's, you know, it, in a product, it's not just putting um, an eco-friendly label on it. It's not just making it out of sustainable materials. It's about looking at other issues as well, like economic issues. Um, you know, making sure that the viability of your company, your product or service is sustainable. Um, how are you using your natural resources? Is that, is that, um, you know, is that appropriate? Um, and then on the other hand, you know, we're not just designing for ourselves now, we're designing for future generations. So um, being able to look at the social um, impacts of your design as well is important. Uh, for example, um, in the manufacturing process, uh, looking at you know, what are the social needs and issues of those people in that, in that part of the, the life cycle of a product, or even um, the impacts of the local communities of which your project is, is extracting raw materials from. What are those needs? And so looking at all of the stakeholders um, together, not just your end user, but really all of the stake or stakeholders throughout the entire process is really important. And some have said that sustainability is a journey rather than a destination. And I think when you think about the human human beings and our relationship with the planet, that, that certainly is mm -hmm. true. That the present relationship is not uh, sustainable. It doesn't get us where we want to be over the long term. So I think design becomes very important yeah. in that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think the um, Partly, our expectations change for in terms of products and, and services and with population. How, do, how do, you, do you, in your thinking and in your teaching, how do you get your students to think about um, the future? And yeah. you guys are very famous for designing for being cars. For able to do that, <laughs> yes, we are. But, but, but you do much more than that. But, um, well, it, it, uh, the, what you raise about cars the other good thing about designers, we're very adaptable and we're, we're very resilient. We respond to changing environments as well. So in this changing environment of mobility, I'm sure design will, will step up to the plate. But uh, more to your point, um, I agree that sustainability is a journey. And the reason is because the world is dynamic. It is not, not static. If the world were static, then we could design a sustainable system and it would run forever, right? right? But it's, the world is dynamic. It's constantly changing. The path changes as the topography changes. And the topography is changing every second. So being able to have a process in place whereby you can take in information and respond by designing things is really the critical step. So what I do in my teaching is I suggest to students that we use life cycle methodology as a way to understand what the condition is and how that condition could change over time so that the designs support a more sustainable outcome. And while designers aren't scientists, you have to work with scientists and engineers yeah. because the, our understanding of what's causing the changes in this landscape with the topography, mm -hmm. yeah. they're changing rapidly. Right, mm -hmm. 
Right. Jesse, what would you add to that? You work with a lot of scientists and engineers at yeah. JPL. Mm -hmm. I, I do. Well, I think at the end of the day, what I've learned from working at JPL is, is design is truly about communication. You know, whether it's a product or a service or an experience, um, we're translating and, and we're connecting. Um, uh, you know, we, we do stands, stand as sort of windows to the public, but, you know, in the context of JPL, we also help scientists communicate with other scientists, or, you know, and, and engineers, yeah. um, and we help them to uh, kind of configure a, a message, a main message. Um, and I think uh, desi uh, designers and artists are really great storytellers. We also um, help them to extract sort of emotional connection um, to their to their audience to their audience there's a lot of science you know they they're scientists are not trained to to have an emotional connection to something but so we're you know as designers we're those those middlemen in between scientists and uh, and the public to be able to help them really figure out what their um, what their emotional connection is to the And, and to I the think audience. that you help them become better storytellers. That's not part of what uh, is rewarded as being an outstanding scientist. It doesn't help you get tenure and uh, mm -hmm. get you promoted, so I think, but it becomes increasingly important, and so what you do is, mm -hmm. is very important to, mm -hmm. to society. Mm -hmm. Could I add something yes, to please. that? Yes, um, uh, Often, the designer is brought in after the scientists have made a decision or have completed a body of work. And yes, I agree, we are able to help interpret and communicate that, but where things will get really good is when the designer is actually part of the research itself. Right. Because the design process is different from scientific methodology. It brings a different viewpoint in, and if designers could be there in the beginning, the outcomes might actually be different. Um, I would like to see designers become these agents of adaptation or uh, participating in the science such that the outcomes reflect that kind of design influence instead of the designer just brought in at the end. Have you seen that happening in, with increasing frequency? Um, I, I certainly see uh, Art Center has a relationship with Caltech and um, we are often asked to bring students into the laboratories at Caltech to work directly with the scientists. This is, this is very unusual and this is very new. Um, we're still learning how to, how to do that because it means the students have to be smarter if students are going to work with, if designers are going to work with scientists, they need to understand what it is the scientists are doing. So we also have to kind of augment the training and education to make them capable of being effective in that world. And how about yeah. at JPL? Yeah. Do they bring you in early or do you come in to rescue a project? <laughs> yeah. It isn't understandable to yeah. any, any normal human being. Right. You know, I think what's great about uh, um, JPL has accepted us as a part of the process, mm -hmm. and because um, um, what what is great about designers at the very beginning is that we have this curiosity to ask simple questions like yeah. why, why are you doing this, or what if this will happen, and it's those questions, even though they're so simple, um, that really help these scientists, engineers um, take a step back 
and look at their concept or their, their science from a bird's eye point of view. Not just a detailed point of view, not just data, but really what, how does this fit in into um, the context of, of what, you know, what we're doing as a whole. I can remember not too many years back, though, that uh, when someone at JPL had the title Artist in Residence, mm -hmm. and that raised a red flag mm -hmm. with the government, mm -hmm. what's your title? Um, visual strategist. Visual, visual strategist. <laughs> you know, what we, what we to do is, um, I think strategy is an important yes, word no. in the context of design. Oh, I do too. And, yeah. and so maybe that was a good one. <laughs> I can remember it was a real red flag and the, and the person, in order to keep the person, his title had to be changed. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're a visual strategist. Visual strategist. All right, let's turn to a couple of more specific examples. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the relationship of people with the planet, the two human activities that clearly have the greatest impact on the environment are the ways that we grow and harvest our food, including seafood, and the kinds and amounts of energy that we use. How, because if the UN has predicted, for example, we have to raise 70% more food by 2050 and uh, an additional, to feed an additional two and a half billion people and that we're going to use three times as much energy by the end of this century as we use now. How can design and design thinking help us feed and, and provide energy to the growing population and at the same time reduce their environmental impacts on the planet? Hydra? Mm -hmm. Boy, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, let me address the energy side of it first because I think that's probably where design and engineering is working very much in earnest now. Um, manufacturers of goods and services are looking to reduce the energy intensity of production as much as possible and uh, design can make that happen because um, how something is manufactured, whether it's blow molded or extruded, what material is used, the size, how thin the walls are, how, how the thing is engineered, um, how much does is really needed in that product for it to be useful at the end, design is reducing the energy intensity as much as possible. Um, on the aspect of food, how are we going to feed the world's people? Um, that we have discussions in class about population growth <clears throat> and um, the link between education and quality of life to reduce population growth. So the extent to which design can improve quality of life of all, all people, of all sectors, and can help stabilize population in that way, then that would be, um, that would have a direct effect on um, being able to produce enough food. Once we have a stable population, we can more properly plan for uh, food production. So I think design uh, in so far as it produces a quality of life will have this stabilizing influence. And I know, for example, uh, 
if you, too many people have, around the planet have been left behind. Yeah. They, uh, more than a, a billion people don't have access to clean water, a billion and a half don't have access to sanitary facilities, mm -hmm. uh, more than a billion have never had any electricity, and I know that the Art Center works in some developing countries yeah. on yeah. this issue of water. Yeah. And um, we, we claim we can't afford to do it because it would cost between nine and ten billion dollars to provide everyone on the planet today with clean drinking water. And yet, as a nation, we spend more than that on bottled water. Yeah. We spend more than that on alcohol and tobacco. Mm -hmm. We spend more than that on cosmetics. Mm -hmm. and, and so part of, I think, what design can do is also deliver these messages mm -hmm. in very powerful ways. They're more powerful than just using words. Yeah. I wonder if either of you would comment on that. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you, I think you brought the consumer in, I think you brought the public in, and, and that's looking at this triangle of, of social, economic, and environmental as a, as a definition of sustainability, and, um, you know, people don't think that they, if, you know, a penny that they say that it's going to impact their pockets later, or, or, you know, this one lifestyle change, this one sustainable lifestyle change is going to impact the globe, but I think it's it's really like you said, um, a designer and an artist's really their responsibility to inform and educate and inspire, empower the public to really understand their connection with Earth's global system as a whole. And can I add Go to ahead, that? Please. Because we were we were talking about this um, yesterday in preparation for today's conversation, and. Um, what we said was that science talks about probability, usually within a very kind of narrow focus. Design talks about possibility. Yes. And if we can um, show people what is possible, that's the first step towards behavior change. That is a very, very important um, aspect of what you're suggesting. How are we going to provide clean water? How are we going to feed everyone? How are we going to live in these mega cities? If design can contribute to what uh, showing what is possible, given the science, right. um, then we will help people move towards these new ways of living because we know we're going to have to live differently. So I think in some ways, art, uh, the role of art in these big environmental issues or societal issues is to provoke. Yes. And, and then I think, as you say, design clarifies and mm -hmm. makes the possible yeah. much clearer to yes. the public. Yeah. And um, the science is kind of the GPS of how to, help, how to yeah. get from A, yeah. A to B. Yeah. But you know, we all want sustainability. Um, it's like that, the, the, the humorist P.J. O'Rourke said, everybody wants to save the earth, but nobody wants to help mom with the dishes. <laughs> and part of the, the argument that we hear people make is sustainability would be great, but it's too expensive to go green. What would you, the two of you say about that? You, either one okay. of you could start. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's just, um, you know, saving a little here and a little there. It's, it can be overwhelming for a, for a for a consumer to um, look at all of the um, all these opportunities that they can and be eco friendly. It's very expensive, um, but I think that it's 
it is the job, it, again, it's the job of the designer to help them to say it's not just what you buy and it's not just uh, what you invest in, but it's your lifestyle change and it's, um, it, you know, it's coming from inside. It's what your beliefs are and I think that, um, you know, it's just empowering, empowering uh, everyday people, of the society to, to make those changes and to believe in themselves that they can do and it'll um, be really great at the end. I have little to add there because um, I, I would push back uh, a little bit in that um, this, this debate that green is more expensive than not. Um, if, you, if you look at business as usual, we know that's more expensive in the long run than going green. We, business as usual is going to give us climate change. It's going to give us sea level rise. It's going to give us resource decline and reduction in biodiversity. We know what business as usual looks like and the cost is horrendous. Going green, they're beginning to attach uh, monetary values to that. And actually it's flipping. Um, Lazard just came out with a report that uh, utility scale solar and wind is now uh, just, uh, it might even be cheaper than conventional uh, coal and gas-fired power plants. Uh, McKinsey came out with a report that looked at um, green strategies and now the, the cost of abatement technologies is actually has dropped into the negative range. So green is uh, a viable economic model and is better than the business as usual economic model. We need to tell that story more. And we haven't done a very good job no, of telling not. that story at all. We have not. And I think sometimes uh, being trying to advocate greenness gets in the way of, of good environmental policy yes. and good economic policy. There's a wonderful cartoon in the New Yorker a, a week or so ago where the father is telling his son, and son, as you go through life, do, don't forget to take time to monetize the roses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. We, yeah. we were all told, take time Valorize. to smell the roses. Yeah. Yeah. But we have yeah. to put that, that on. California is a wonderfully green state. Mm -hmm. And we're so filled with creative people, artists, designers, scientists. Mm -hmm. We ought to become a leader in showing how to use those right here in our state yeah. and not having these industries move off to other states because it's cheaper. Yeah. All right. Do you want to add yeah, to that? Oh, well, you know, it, what ca just came to mind is that design is, you know, when you're designing a, a, a jacket, for example, or a pair of shoes, um, it's not just about making something sustainable. You know, we're not really just designing for a disposable world. We, sustainable design um, um, has the ability to, to um, create value on the long term. You know, you might want to keep your jacket for years, right. but it's really about good quality design. And, and I think that is also cost saving. You know, when you tell your, your consumers, when you tell them that you can reuse your shoe, you can transform it, you can, you know, pass it on, um, that really adds value and cost saving to to the public. Good. I think let, before we run out of time mm -hmm. here, we've talked a lot about design, and you've mm -hmm. made some very important points. Design thinking, though, is goes beyond just designing products or even services. It applies to running businesses, 
What, what do you mean by design thinking? Design thinking um, refers to the way designers go about their, their business, the process of design. It, um, it is the methods that designers use, whether it's um, doing behavior research or ergonomic research, sketching, prototyping is a big part of design thinking, being able to take an idea and bring it into 3D and test it and try it out, see how it works, see how the, the user would respond to it, how functional is it, um, the, does, the, uh, does the form appeal, is it um, for the long run, is it repairable, is it durable, are there replacement parts? All of this is design thinking. Design thinking is broad. You can never know enough to be a designer. You could work on one thing forever, right? Which is why we have a design brief. It kind of reins us in. But design thinking is experimental, but, but driven towards an outcome. It's not uh, endless. We, we do have uh, a purpose to the design thinking. And there are always constraints. Which always constraints. is fantastic yeah. for That's design. Fuel. We do <laughs> we do better design right. if we have a constraint because we have to be more creative and more imaginative. If you had any kind of material, uh, if you could use all the energy you wanted, uh, it would be a poor design outcome. We need the constraints to really focus us on the outcome. Good. Well, we're running out oh. of time. I want to give each of <laughs> you an opportunity to make a closing statement. Uh, Jesse, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, I think I would, I would just say that really design is good at synthesizing. Designers are good at extracting that big message. Um, and and we're, you know, we're here to connect, we're here to communicate, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we might want to even empower others to become designers themselves. How, mm. how do you read design or rethink about, you know, your relationship to the planet, you know, as, as being the public, how do you redefine your relationship? That is a design problem, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would think. And the only thing I would, I would add is um, designers are beginning to participate more fully in all aspects of kind of human endeavor. We're not just here to kind of design pretty things. We are really partners in sustainable development. We are integral to that, uh, that hope, that, right. that goal. Um, designers have a new purpose. And um, my, what I would tell anybody, if you want to save the world, become a designer. <laughs> that's probably, <laughs> yeah. that's very good. Well, I want to thank Hydrin Mumper-Drum and Jesse Kawada for joining me for this edition of Coastal Conversations. We've been very fortunate to have great partnerships with the Art Center and with uh, Caltech and J NASA's uh, JPL. I also want to thank the Roddenberry Foundation for making Coastal Conversations possible. Our next Coastal Conversation is going to be on October 31st, and the topic is going to be enhancing community resilience. Now, if ever there were a design opportunity, <laughs> It's yeah. there because it's got to be the yeah. design of buildings, design of processes, yeah. and yeah. science and everything. infrastructure, all of that. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for watching. I'm Jerry Schubel for Coastal Conversations. Thank you, Jerry.